As the world emerges from the shadows of a pandemic, we're all wondering what's next. Has our experience in lockdown altered the future we expected, or has it simply accelerated ongoing change? What's in store for us over the next few years? Join me, Susie Golding, and me, Andrew Clark, in Singapore every week as we ask leaders across Asia, working in marketing, communications, and lifestyle, one simple question. What's, What's next? next? Hi, Susie. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks very much. Things persist on being quite busy in our world, especially in this crazy virtual event space. We seem to be doing non-stop streams of virtual summits, virtual meetings, virtual... I'm not going to say where... Virtual award shows. Wow. The list is endless. How are you? I'm good. Um, not so much virtual stuff going on in my world. I'm very happy to say that we're back in the office. Um, so seeing people physically is so great. And also we've started to have a few uh, networking meetings and client meetings over actual coffees instead of bloody virtual coffees. So that's been a really refreshing uh, development. That's great. I love going out for coffees and having meetings face to face now. It's great, isn't it? It is. It really is. Who knew we would miss it so much? Who knew? Now, listen, who've we got on this week? So this week, Andrew, we've got Elizabeth Taylor. What she's here to talk about is how we can all make more of ourselves and our businesses through social media. That's right. And I've got to say, I think out of all of the chats we've had on all of the episodes so far, hers is probably the most useful and practical. So I think that it's really important that you all take notice. I agree. And listen very carefully. I agree. So shall we crack on? Let's do it. So, Andrew, guess who we have on the podcast today? Who do we have? We have Elizabeth Taylor. Really? But I thought she's dead. Well, the movie actress Elizabeth Taylor is indeed dead, but we have an equally awesome Elizabeth Taylor on our podcast today. Hi, Liz. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Hiya. So, having a name like Elizabeth Taylor must have led to some interesting moments in your life. And I know you, you told us when we had a chat before we started recording that that was also highlighted because you worked in the film industry for a while. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you're right there, Susie. So I had some interesting experiences. I was working at Universal Pictures uh, when the real Elizabeth Taylor was alive. And I had a few very disappointed couriers come in and deliver, deliver parcels to me. Uh, and when I went to accept them, <laughs> they're like, oh, it's just you. I was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but my best one was when I had to go to LA for a conference um, and the, you know, the work booked it all for me. I got there, got to the airport and I had a stretch limo uh, waiting for me with a sign saying Elizabeth Taylor and the poor guy's face. I was like, it's just me, I'm afraid. Uh, but he still let me have the, the free champagne in the back. So it was all good. Amazing. So Liz, apart from obviously the namesake... And the perks that went along with that and your, your career at Universal Pictures. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? So uh, we've got my name. That's good. And I run a company called Digital Direction, uh, providing digital marketing training and coaching. Um, so I've just recently started the business at the beginning of the year, just before the COVID outbreak. Good timing. Yeah, it is good timing. <laughs> Everybody wants to skill up at the moment. So it's great timing. And prior to that, I was doing coaching and training for various different companies 
companies for 12 years. I started off in London uh, for the London Business School and I worked with my local university. And then prior to that, as we know, worked at Universal and also at Warner Brothers. So a bit of a bit of a film buff too. A long and illustrious career. Mm. As a trainer now, I've got to know you through a social media event that we did the other day. And the one thing which I found fascinating was your ability to sort of demystify, break down and provide the essential top tips that people would be looking for if they were looking to promote themselves on social media. Is there a kind of approach that you have to the type of training that you do? That's a great question. So, um, and I'm glad you picked up on that because it's one of the things I'm trying to achieve is to really demystify digital marketing and make it as clear and easy to understand as possible. I think there are so many sources of information out there for entrepreneurs and business owners uh, to read up on what's happening with the latest on, you know, Facebook Live producer, Instagram Reels, all that sort of stuff. And I think it's very overwhelming um, and can do more harm than good if you don't know where to start. So it's, it's one of my key kind of um, visions for my training company is to pull out what I think are the most relevant bits of information and I I regularly share that on my social platforms with my following Uh, and in the training I try and just pick out the things I think are actually going to help and show people how to use it so often with these new tools you know we can't find them so we're on Instagram and we're looking down our phone and we can't find the reels menu and it's just a simple case of pointing out actually how to execute these things for your business. And let's face it I mean I think the one thing that I know about the world of digital marketing especially when I'm on LinkedIn. I don't know, Susie, if you agree with this as well, but there's so there seems to be so many snake oil salesmen out there, people who <laughs> are purporting to teach us everything that we need to know about turning ourselves into, into the next celebrity influencer or, or, or business guru on LinkedIn or the interweb, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, I just find it bamboozling and also you know we we hear it from clients all the time that they think they should be using all of these platforms all of the time and not really thinking about them in the way that you would think about tv or radio as a channel you know i think we're so used to tv or radio that you you think a little bit more about the audience whereas when social media sort of first blew up there was this desire for all brands and certainly all of our clients they felt they had to be on everything all the time which isn't really the case is it no not at all and I think that's one of the problems is if you try and be a master of everything you end up not doing well on on any of them Um, and I think that's one of the things that we try and pull out in our training sessions is focusing really on the platforms that are going to get you the best return so you know if it's b2b marketing then absolutely we need to be looking for LinkedIn Um, you know if you're trying to get brand awareness then Instagram Facebook and now TikTok you know really good for brand discovery and it's about understanding those platforms and what they're going to achieve in terms of your business goals. I think, you know, it really scares me when I see some business owners kind of just trying a little bit of everything. Then they say, well, I'm not getting any <laughs> results, Liz, and I'm not seeing anything working. It's like, just just focus on one. You know, start with one channel, yeah. uh, get what you need out of that channel, and then we'll look at the next one because there's, there's no point in just dipping in and dipping out. If you're going to, you know, start using digital marketing, you need to do it consistently and you need to do it properly. Yeah, what's it been like for the last few months? I mean, it's been quite a roller coaster, actually. And it's like, you know, I started the business, I was hoping to build it up slowly, do my website, which I still haven't done. Oh, I know that um, feeling. Don't you know, worry get my about content, that. Me too. <laughs> get my content out there and do it in a nice planned approach, you know, the approach that I advise my clients to use. Um, and, you know, I started in February and by March, I was pretty much training every day, nine to five. My goodness. Um, because 
Yeah, which is fantastic. Um, and I appreciate, you know, lots of businesses aren't, haven't been as lucky and haven't had that opportunity. Um, yes, I found myself very busy do, <laughs> doing training. Um, and also because we've seen so many changes in, in the digital media landscape, you know, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok launching new uh, functionalities to try and, you know, ride off the back of this increased levels of um, usage and awareness that I've had to constantly, you know, skill myself up as well yeah. <laughs> so that I know what I'm talking yeah. about. There's been so many changes. Um, it's been quite a challenge to keep on top of everything. And talking about skilling yourself up, I mean, obviously, one of the really awful things that has happened over the last few months is lots of people losing their jobs. <laughs> and even if you haven't lost your job, I think more time spent at home thinking about things has, has made people think about maybe this is a time for a, a, a new start, a fresh start in terms of career. So yeah. have you seen a lot of interest from individuals wanting to understand how they can use platforms like LinkedIn, for example, um, to really sort of build their personal brand, if you like? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen probably two Two key trends. The first one is just as you just described there, Susie. So it's people who are perhaps they're worried about their job or something's already happened and they're thinking, right, this is the time to sort out my LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. And LinkedIn has seen it, it, a massive increase in the amount of content people are posting uh, and the amount of time people are spending on the platform. I think even last month it was up 50% wow. Um, wow. versus where it was last yeah, where it was last year. It is a good time to take a bit of uh, reflection on where you are and where you want to be. Um, and uh, I think the last stats I saw, are, you know, 92% of job decisions are made based on your LinkedIn profile. Whoa, um, seriously? So, yeah. Whoa, that is terrifying. Oh my God. Wow. I mean, I thought I always had this perception that LinkedIn was, you know, where, where you'd sort of dabble in presenting yourself professionally. Mm. But it's really, it's it's really turned that corner, right? 95%. That is terrifying. Um, and no, I, it, it's huge. I have to say that there's a lot of dirge on there, isn't there, Liz? Mm. Um, some of the content that you see is woeful. Yeah, and I think, you know, if I had to give the, the listeners any tips on what to do with LinkedIn, I think there's a couple of things you can do to make yourself stand out. Um, I mean, the first one is to remember that people search on LinkedIn just as you would do on Google or Yahoo. So having keywords in your job title or, de or description is really important because that's how people are going to actually find you. So, for example, if I was doing it, yeah. you know, make sure that I've got marketing trainer or marketing coach in there. I'm making yeah. a note about um, this. I don't know if you are, Andrew. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm furiously <laughs> taking notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah key keywords especially in your job title that's the one to focus on that's what ranks highest and then not your about section that comes second so after you've got your name it doesn't have to just default to your latest job title you can actually change that uh, copy so that it has your keywords in there so i definitely recommend doing that as a starting point um, and then other things to do so content that's working really well to get you to stand out number one is articles so writing longer form content yeah um so the the length of content people are um engaging with on linkedin is i think about a third longer than it was this time last year mm. um so articles work really well so if you can position yourself as like a thought leader um then it's, it's definitely worthwhile you know spending the time writing something and, and you can repurpose that content you can put it on your blog or on your website it doesn't have to just sit on linkedin so so you gave us two top tips liz so one around keywords and your job title mm -hmm. and then one about writing long form articles what's your, what's your third tip yes my third one was about uh, video 
So video, I'm sure everyone's fed up of hearing about video <laughs> on social <laughs> moment. But video, which works on all social platforms at the moment, uh, definitely works on LinkedIn. And it's something that I know a lot of business owners and uh, people are very scared of doing, putting themselves in front of a camera and recording themselves. But actually, you know, valuable videos, the so things that work on, on LinkedIn are, are top tips. So your top 10 ways to use video to promote your business might be um, and also how-to guides they work really well on LinkedIn <laughs> and what they're finding on LinkedIn is the longer videos again sort of like the articles seem to be working the best Wow! Um, and I had some data that I wrote down actually say so people are watching at the moment 17 videos a day across all social Whoa. media platforms Whoa. yeah and that's short videos and 13 on top of that 13 yeah. longer form now, videos when are they doing any work so people are really engaging with this form of content so if you're not producing it then you're missing an opportunity to engage with your audience on linkedin i think with any client that i'm talking to about video um, and when they come to us to ask to do video projects, I mean, the primary, the most important question is kind of like, well, it, what's your purpose behind doing this, you know? Mm. And I think that that's really what's very important in terms of uh, one's approach to producing any form of video content is getting to that call to call to action at the end of the video that exactly. enforces the purpose yeah. so that you can get those types of results that you're looking for. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I mean, lots of people have been using video to make those kind of personal connections because we can't network and we can't get out there and do our meetings. Um, and certainly, you know, in, earlier in this year, so around sort of March, April, lots of people going online and on LinkedIn and other social platforms to get that connection, to see people, to have meetings, to do webinars, you know, so they felt that they were connecting with their their colleagues, their peers, their audience. Um, but I think, you know, we're slightly moving away from that now in terms of the novelty factor of being able to do it has worn off. Yeah. Um, I've seen less adverts for crazy webinars and things on, on LinkedIn now. But I think, you know, there was a huge rush to suddenly go to all these things, you know, on platforms like LinkedIn at the beginning. Um, but now it's really more about well, which ones of these trends and these habits are going to stick um, and I think watching video is one of those that will stick yeah. it's just we need to make sure we're delivering value and Absolutely. there's a reason for having that video on that platform. Some brilliant advice there, very very clear and practical advice for anyone who wants to either get their business um, up and running on social or indeed promoting themselves so thank you for that um, so at this point we want to ask you so over the last few months um what have you been listening to, watching and reading? Any good recommendations for the listeners? I've sort of uh, fallen in love with podcasts again. I kind of listened to them for a while when I was back in London commuting on the train uh, and haven't had as much opportunity to listen to them here. And I, I, you know, I really enjoy learning on that format. So um, yeah. the ones I've been listening to for work that I would really highly recommend are Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Social Media Talk Show. They're really good and they're both run by an organization called Social Media Examiner. Um, and they're between sort of 30 and 50 minutes long and they break down what's happening in the world of social media. So they give you updates on, you know, who's buying TikTok, what's happening with Instagram Reels, what's happening with Facebook shops. Oh, great. Um, and, you know, if, you, if you're pushed for time and you really want to make the most of the time that you do have, great way to make sure that you're keeping up to date with what's going on in the world of social media. Mm. Um, on a personal level, I like listening to true crime. <laughs> so I've become obsessed. <laughs> I don't know why it's so appealing. 
Yeah, Kay's file. So that's that's a good one. Oh, I haven't listened to that one. I'll have to check it out. So that's what I'm listening to at the moment. And then what I'm reading. So um, Tim Ferriss, you guys are familiar with him? So he's... Oh, yeah. Mm, he does great podcasts. Yeah. Um, and he's done a book called Tools of Titans, uh, which basically pulls together all of the, his best podcasts. So it ranges from things like, oh, wow. um, you know, work-life balance, doing meditation, staying focused, you know, there's things like that. And then there's an interview with Seth Godin on the future of marketing or how to do email marketing. So it's, it, you know, it's really varied in terms of its content, but it's all about sort of being the best person you can be and having all the information on hand to really sort of make sure you're as effective as you possibly can be. So it's, it's good. Um, so he's got podcasts as well. I love Tim Ferriss, but I have to say that because I used to listen to his podcast quite a lot, but it makes me feel really inadequate because <laughs> I always feel like I should be doing more of things than I actually am because he's he's extraordinary. And then the people that he has on are all sort of, you know, doing amazing things or have fantastic points of view or, you know, whatever. They're all thought leaders in their own way. And so I, I enjoy it. And then I come off feeling like, oh. <laughs> See, I come away with a massive to-do list. <laughs> I'm clearly not maximising my potential. Yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> the uh, imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way when I look at LinkedIn. <laughs> when, when I scroll down my feed at, on LinkedIn, I'm just seeing all of these people who are just showing off about how amazing they are and how they're winning so well at their <laughs> mm. job just keep scrolling <laughs> oh dear <laughs> keep going <laughs> what are you watching liz probably along with most other people netflix <laughs> so uh yeah and I, I don't know why but we're now a little bit obsessed with uh, in the line of duty so we're on season two now we just yeah we're binge watching that every evening <laughs> fantastic love it well Liz thanks very much for joining us if people want to get in touch with you how can they do that well thank you for having me on uh, and to get in touch with me it's Digital Direction is the name of the company and I'm on all of the social networks so just uh, message me via them thank, thank you, you so, so much, much Liz you're very welcome thank you for having me on That was a really great chat, wasn't it? It was. If you are ever in a situation where you need to bring somebody in to demystify and train in a very practical and useful way about the world of social media, stuff like improving your profile online or helping to understand the little tips and tricks that you can do inside various different social media platforms to uh, enhance your presence. She is your girl. Yeah, I agree. She absolutely is. I think what she's obviously really good at is simplifying the often very complex world of social media. You know, sometimes it's just a bit bamboozling on what to do and how to do it and isn't it funny that she just fell into training she wasn't yeah she didn't train to be a trainer she fell into it and um you know before that her time her stories around being in the film industry and and taking post for her namesake was really funny so who do we have next week next week we've got hattie marsden and hattie works in mergers and acquisitions within the creative industry so i'm really keen to hear what she has to say in terms of you know what are what are um potential investors looking for in our world, Andrew, you know, maybe both of us have got something that might appeal if we ever, if we ever want to be acquired. Yes. 
but also she's got really good thoughts and ideas around how to build a resilient agency during these strange times, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a really insightful um, conversation. Super interesting. Can't wait to play that to you all next week. Great. We'll see you then. You've been listening to me, Andrew. And me, Susie, and our lovely guest. On What's Next, the podcast which asks just that. If you enjoyed listening, like, subscribe, leave a review. And do recommend us to anyone else that you think would find our ramblings interesting. You can find this podcast on all the major channels where you find your podcasts. So join us next week when we'll be asking someone else. What's What's next? next?